Hey everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Wicked Unscripted, where we have scripted conversations about some of the most popular reality shows on television. My name is Abigail Adams, and I am your host for this podcast, which I am recording this week from a hotel in Seabrook. Seabrook? <laughs> yeah, Seabrook, New Hampshire. Uh, joining me as always is my good friend, Sarah Talks Big Brother, who hey. I'm sure has a lot of thoughts on what went down this week. Because <laughs> oh, it was so many. It was such a great week, though. I it said really that was. last week, and then the universe is like, wait, 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 no, 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 just wait, just wait. But and it gave us a heart attack, let's be clear, this week was a slight heart attack in itself. So. It was. It, I was not nervous. It not, not at any point in time no. was I nervous about this week not going our way. However, I did not anticipate it being nearly as delicious as it was, and I'm just so here for it, I'm so ready to talk about it. Honestly, it's so it's so nice to revel in some really good Big Brother weeks. And I don't mean this as a dig to like anybody who might be listening from past seasons, if anybody even bothers. <laughs> but this is just, even though it started out so rough, the gameplay that we've been seeing of late is rivaling some of the best seasons. Um, I'm not saying it's the best season at all. But yeah. if we can continue seeing some really, really fun and manipulative, good manipulative, not bad manipulative <laughs> gameplay... I'm just, I'm really looking forward to seeing where the season goes. Um, I mean, especially given how the season started off, we were, how down on the season we were at the very beginning. Oh my gosh, what a huge contrast because we were ready to cancel the whole season week two. We were yep. like, fuck it, we're done. You're never going to be able to top the cookout. They were incredible. What is this bullshit? And then, you know, the leftovers happened. And who would have thought that the one who we were the most down on pre-season starting, the one who never showers, <laughs> is going to be the one that <laughs> saves the season. And he did it. Like, it, it, you know, Joseph's birthday, Turner's HOH. I don't know what the secret sauce was. But I just know that the complete 180 that we've made from week one and two is, and it just keeps getting better. So it really does. And I mean, we all celebrated, uh, as this is work, obviously recording Friday as usual. And we celebrated last night watching that eviction because that was one of the sweetest evictions we have had in years, years. And I don't care who's going to argue. I don't think there's anything because people will argue there were some juicy ones in 19. They don't compare. That's no. just my opinion. And, you know, as great as, and that's not to say like last season was great yeah. and all, but the cookout was so effective that eviction nights were kind of the most boring night of the week. Oh, because absolutely. They were, it was just, it was just the business meeting. We were just taking the minutes, right? So Thursdays were just like handling, making, checking off our boxes. And so in that regard, like season 23 was great for strategy and gameplay, but season 24 is bringing the drama in in toxic ways and not toxic. <laughs> but either way, it's very entertaining all the way around. Well, the way, so it has been toxic and we've, totally like condemn the toxicity like we're not afraid to but boy is it coming to bite some people in the ass this week and that is what is making i think this week so beautiful because we got to suffer through two two and a half weeks of some real bullshit 
and to have it all swing back so fast. I know we talk know, about the pendulum effect. I, like it's we never get our dividends body. this quickly. We never get the turnaround this quickly. Like ever. This is a new concept for us. Normally they come out of the house, they do their interviews, everyone's still kissing their ass. We're screaming through our monitors, like step on throats, make them accountable, hold them accountable. And then we have to wait until they get up on their social medias for them to actually make any kind of addressing any kind of problematic issues. Not this season, baby. Not this no. season. The theme is what the fuck did you do to Taylor? And everyone's coming step in with their questions. And I made this comment. We will discuss uh, Nicole's exit interviews. If I think we mentioned that Nicole is the person who ended up going out this week. It was incredibly sweet. Um, but that's one of the things that we kind of have to talk about um, is her exit interviews. And I made this comment on Twitter earlier. God bless Big Brother Media. They oh really God. know how to do their fucking job. And as a journalist, it's like, <laughs> like proud of you. Like that is standing ovation type stuff, not just from this week, but from last week, especially too with Amira's exit interviews and Pooch's exit interviews. They can they are growing and growing and they are still not afraid to call this stuff out, even though it might seem to some like, are we and I know you hate this phrase, are we beating a dead horse? <laughs> like, are we are I gotta find a better phrase. I really do have to find a better one. But it's like, are we like are we making this unnecessary? Like, is this too much talk about it? But it really isn't because um one of the biggest perpetrators of the bullying in the house just got the boot this week and it's important to make sure that we're calling them out so <laughs> i just found my soundboard y'all <gasps> did you hear it could you hear the applause no oh uh, we will have to get that we'll have to like get that up and going because that's literally oh that's gonna be a game changer <laughs> <laughs> honestly though like there's so much for us to talk about this week because like obviously um like we just mentioned nicole went out the door but it it was that was the plan from the beginning it almost didn't happen and the reason it didn't happen was her own ally's fault i mean beautiful it i keep saying it and i like karma is the theme of the season fuck this festival shit that's a ruse. The real theme is karma, okay? And I feel like we give production a lot of crap, but there's got to be someone on this staff who's, like, trained in, like, psychological warfare or manipulation tactics, and they're up in the DR making these fools be even more foolish and clownery. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I don't... I don't know what they're serving or what they're pumping into the vents in this house. Slip it into the slop, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but it is so extra, and it's not one particular person. There's not one particular influence in the house. It's just we're all going to take turns, you know, with the clownery. So, you know, and now we're getting phrases out of it. You know, you pooched yourself. And now, you know, what is this going to be called? We just said, like, you Danieled yourself. That doesn't, that's not as, like, catchy. Oh, I just hit my mic. But it's not as catchy. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to get some, like, it's it's neat when you have one season when one incident comes out of it as a standout, like the Marcellus of it all. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yep. Mm -hmm. But now we have two episodes, two weeks back to back where there's, like, iconic clown shit. Maybe that's just what we call it. It's just clown shit Maybe at this point. Clown shit. <laughs> you be 24 yourself. 
great. Honestly, (laughs) I'm sure there are going to be people who listen and they're going to be like, nah, you're just missing the most obvious one. And it's like, thank you. But I, I think the sweetest, well, there were some really sweet things. Um, Probably a good opportunity to talk about how this really came about is because um, there was originally a backdoor plan to get Nicole out of the house entering the week. Monty Mm -hmm. becomes HOH and everybody's on board with the plan. Michael and Brittany eventually come up to him and be like, hey, here's one of our main concerns. We're going into, I don't know if they phrase it like this, but we know we're going into the final week of uh, pre-jury. So they're like, look, we're just still concerned about our safety in the house. It might be a better idea this week just to get rid of Alyssa. So that way, or to put Indy and Alyssa up that way, Taylor can pair with whoever, whoever is left. I mean, not Taylor, uh, that way Indy can pair with whoever's left. Things can kind of um, work in their favor where they're protecting the uh, Alliance itself, because they are the only uh, pairing that doesn't have a non uh, leftover member in it. So they were, no, absolutely. And so they busted ass the night before the veto meeting to be like, Hey, Hey, look, we're not trying to like, say we don't want Nicole and Daniel out of the house, but for our safety in this game, it might be better to just stick with Alyssa. Right. But it didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> and that's because and it wasn't Daniel the leftovers was- doing. And this is because Daniel is dumb. <laughs> Because Daniel, so Monty was straight up trying to be like, Daniel, this is like, we, let's just keep shit the way it is. And he was talking with both Daniel and Kyle about this. It's like, maybe this is just the best option to keep things. Obviously, Kyle's is on on board. Daniel was obviously on board at first because he was like, oh, like, yeah, I don't want Nicole to go. I don't, I'm going to make sure that these stay the same. And the dumbass is like, nah, they're just, they're fucking with me. They don't want me to do it. The second they walked out of that room, he's such a liar. Oh my God. Who does he think we are? He thinks we're idiots. He's such a liar. I'm like, I don't care if you think he's lying or not. Bottom line, bottom line. What was made this so funny was whether or not he was lying. At the end of the day, he said, so you're not going on the block. Mm Mm-hmm. Regardless of his intentions, the only thing that you are disbelieving here is his intentions for not using the veto. Either way, you don't end up on the block. So why the fuck do you care? Because of their ego, because they think they are running this game and they, that, and I know like you probably know this. This is just my opinion though. It's like, they got so caught up in their egos. Thinking that they were running the game. Right. And like, it's all like, they think now as they're, as they were, having the final moments in the week as things are really coming to fruition. They're like, Oh shit, this is it. And they're like, how dare this Alliance form and try to take us out. We can't. And then Daniel's comments after the eviction made me cry laughing. Cause he's yeah. like, remember you guys can't split the check. It's like, uh, you were check. talking with Paloma about splitting the check. So you can shut the fuck up about that wrong <laughs> you know he said it again this morning oh, God, and then fuck. told terrence he would split it with him god he just he is just the absolute worst but i will tell you my favorite moment of that is it was the most beautiful moment because you guys can't split the check gotta pick a, gotta play for yourself everybody just dead stares at him in silence it is dead silent it and he's so just like, awkward and they're all standing there like 
but even better, well, just a few moments too. later, they're cheering <laughs> and, and hyping each other up that they made it another week, blah, 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 while he, he is by himself in the living room. Well, but you know what? Buy my plane ticket. Buy my plane ticket. Oh, my God. I got to live here with these guys. <laughs> oh, <gasps> Nicole, wait for me. Wait for me. <sighs> Stay in, stay in LA and wait for me. I'll come. We'll come have a drink next week. And like this whole pity party. As a matter of fact, his quotes were, um, "Oh God, just fucking in the season already." God. <laughs> and I said this on the live last night, but I, you know, juxtaposition is a theme here to, too because we had the juxtaposition, uh, the, this beautiful like moment. Of, of Taylor praying for Nicole's mom. On, meanwhile, on the other half, like heaven and hell here, on the other side, you got Nicole talking about what an awful person Taylor is. And then last night, you got Daniel saying how much the fans hate this season. What an awful season this must be for the fans. While literally all of BB was screaming in joy and we were cheers and bitch. We had drinks in hand. I you dressed up for this shit. Like I, I put the glitter on my eyelids. I got dressed up. I put the bourbon black. in my tea. We were having a party with some lays and drinks. Mm-hmm. And celebration. I don't think he's ever going to eat a bag of Lay's ever again <laughs> after this season. I think he's going to look at Lay's and literally be like, I want to fucking throw up. If Taylor doesn't get a fucking sponsorship deal out of this, like... So she, there are two sponsorship deals she needs. She needs Lay's and she needs Fenty. Because her, her speech... So we had a so we had two top ten moments this week, which is why I'm trying to say that like we gotta at least give this season a chance to be one of the better seasons in Big Brother history. And I will tell you right now, it is already unless it goes absolutely haywire at this point, it is right now poised to be one of the best, if not the best, seasons we are watching in modern. The only reason that you can't necessarily say put it in the best is because it started really shitty. <laughs> so yeah. that'll be really hard to put it as the best, but to argue that it's not coming out with some of the most incredible gameplay, I, w- I don't want to have anybody try and argue with me that. Incredible <laughs> no. gameplay, yes. Um, Fascinating social dichotomy, like and, and dynamics. I don't know what words I'm saying. It's the end of the day. Um, but you know, the, the social aspect of it all, the psychology part of it all, you know, I'm here for all that stuff. And while no, I'm not here for a steamroll season, I'm here to get all the assholes out so that the rest of these players can actually play some big brother, um, without having any problematic guests getting a jury sized paycheck. You know what I mean? That's really the big concern. I think we've watched too many people be not rewarded, but make it to a point where it's like they're rewarded for making it so far even though they haven't really necessarily had the most oh what's the word i'm looking for it's not it's not a good game it's not a boy words are escaping me today too i know (laughs) i don't know why we do this shit on a friday afternoon when we like our weeks our brains are just so freaking spent from thursday night i'm having drinks because i'm still celebrating but i swear i'm not sure let's go sponsored by um, not really her speech yes uh i have it it. i'd love to read it (laughs) so we have documentation on the podcast because this, this is a top moment. 10 moment. We had a top 10 worst moment with Daniel mm-hmm. and in his playing the veto just absolutely horribly. But 
Then we had a top 10 best moment in this speech, which you can feel free to read because I revel in this. Yeah. So I didn't think she was going to go through with this. Or I thought we were going to get like a watered down version of it because Taylor is so sweet. Um, And more into that, like more evidence of that. I'd like to share on the podcast as receipts later. But yeah, this was her speech. Uh, To my friends and family at home, I know it's been difficult watching my experience in this house. Thank you. And I promise you it ain't over until it's over. Nicole, to quote a Big Brother superfan Rihanna, you look so dumb right now. Choosing me as your festy bestie you thought was your security blanket. But here you are, both of us sitting on the chopping block because your closest ally in the house who thought you would still be safe. To the house guest, if you keep me in this game, you always understood where I stand. I never covered any tracks. I never tried to misguide or mislead any of you. If you keep Nicole, you'll have someone that thinks they can manipulate your game and wrap you around their finger to get whatever they need. It is not the game I choose to play moving forward. You'll always know where I stand. I love you all, including you, Nicole, and I wish everyone the best. I think that last part there where she added, I love you too, Nicole, is just like... So, Taylor... It is, and it's because she actually means it, too. It's like, just because she said, you look so dumb right now, she's not trying to be like, yeah, and I hate you, go fuck yourself. It's literally like, sorry, you just look dumb. Like, I think people will hear that and be like, wow, mean, and it's like, "Mm." It's a Rihanna song, okay? People thought it was Beyonce, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not Beyonce. Um, By the way, (laughs) I had no idea that Rihanna was a Big Brother fan. So I knew it in passing, And I genuinely forgot about it because it was like, I think it just came up in like, I don't know if it was like a people or an us weekly or something like that. I think it was either last year or the year before. And she was like, yeah, I actually really love Big Brother. It's one of my favorite shows. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Totally forgot about it until she brought it up with this. And I'm like, See, I hadn't heard that before, and my dumbass heard her talking about this on the feeds, and I'm sitting here trying to think which big, I thought she was quoting a former Big Brother contestant named Rihanna, (laughs) and I'm trying to remember, like, which house guest was named Rihanna. (laughs) Oh, man. But I don't remember Rihanna. Is she talking Canadian seasons? I don't know. Like, Taylor is a super fan, so I don't know, but... Well, um, I, yeah, I, when I found out, like, no, you look so dumb right now, as in the song, I'm like, oh, that's really good and so savage. But, like, right it's a classy kind of savage. No, it is, because that's also, that song is a classy kind of savage. It was the perfect phrase to use, because Take a Bow is all about saying, like, this is the classy way of me to tell you go fuck yourself. Yeah. Take a bow and get the fuck out of my life. It's quite literally the theme of the song. And it's just why, oh, I get goosebumps talking about this, is why it's so perfect. Why this was everything we were asking for as fans, not because of entertainment purposes either, but because we wanted to see Taylor really stick it to her. Um, there There were fans that were pissed that Nicole was smiling. I'm like, I mean, she took it with grace. So... Whether, whether like, she was angry on the inside or not, she didn't lose her shit. She didn't do anything that I think a now, lot of people were anticipating. I will say this, that I am willing to put all my money on. If Nicole wasn't the one sitting next to her, Nicole didn't go out of the house, and Daniel, she said this to anyone else, Nicole would not stop talking about what a bitch she was because of that speech. Like, yep. it would have been all over. Yep, and so uh, just to recap the vote, <clears throat> it was a 9-1 vote. Daniel was the only person who ended up voting for her, and she was quickly out that door. 
Julie's interview. So we're going to do some exit interview stuff now. Um, we'll still talk about some stuff throughout the week because there was also um, Kyle and Alyssa stuff that we have to touch on before we touch on this coming week. But we do definitely want to do some discussions about Nicole's exit interviews. Starting with Julie, and I want to touch on Julie's line of questioning first because we were just talking about like BB Media not holding back. I thought Julie did a largely good job. I just there were couple more questions i was hoping to have gotten i haven't seen julie's extended interview yet so i don't know if that's on there i've been trying it's not it's not much better like the uh it it was very i will say this for julie chin moonves it was better than we're typically expecting julie chin pre-moonves would have uh you know, that's the Aaron one. Those are the Aaron, like, comfort blood. Julie Chen Moonves doesn't do that anymore. So for this, like, she did try to, she was more pointed with her. Like, you know, basically, like, why the hell would you not, like, make him use the veto? What What is that about, you know? Um, but it's okay because we got everything we needed between Rob Sestranito and Sharon Tharp and Mike um, Bloom. Mike Bloom. That was just in Catherine Dunn. Oh well, Cat. <laughs> and I'm not trying to say it. no. No judge on no no like trying to leave Cat out or anything. Because but like those are like the three big media members who are actually like journalists for their job. But Cat stuff, I can't wait to touch all of this. There's just so much. <laughs> um, I think we'll pretty much just do this as like a general discussion though, because to 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 jump from just Rob to just Sharon to just this, yeah. there's so many overlapping conversations. But one of the things I want to start with that she even mentioned in her Rob interview, which was one of the last interviews she did of the day, was she had noticed through her interviews that there were things that she misinterpreted in the house. And I think that's actually like, I think people are going to be like, well, that's, that's the cop out. And no, no, no. I think she genuinely misinterpreted things in the house. I think that's part of why she acted the way she did. And she did not make excuses for the shitty things she said. So that was huge to me because she said, I take full ownership of saying those things when um, it wasn't Sharon, it was someone else that flat out asked her about the like flaunting her pussy around comment. And she's like, I shouldn't have said that. That was not, I take full ownership of saying that she gave no excuses. When I tell you the level of shock, I was like shocked. I was, I'm not like, she's not like, it's not all forgiven or anything, but no, I had no idea that this was the approach she was going to take because of her behavior in the house was so narcissistic that the only logical explanation was when she was going to come out of the house, she wasn't going to be able to comprehend or take ownership. Like she wouldn't be able to take ownership for those actions, which leads me to believe that her behavior in the house was more performative because she was trying to portray some kind of baddie, some kind of like villain or whatever the case might be. But, and then kind of got too into character about it. I don't know, but I don't think, I think, it maybe she was trying to portray herself a certain way in the house and it came out the way it did because we had all the context clues, not making excuses for her, by the way, because no, it was no. absolutely fucking unacceptable. But a true narcissist wouldn't be able to say the things she said today or listen to these things back to back to back and never once got defensive about it. She deflected a little bit. 
And that, I mean, but the thing is, that's going to happen. And there's, and, and it's, I think there were a decent amount of deflections. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was like excessive where it was every single question, like pleading the fifth or yeah. just bullshitting. And I'm not, boy, I, we, <laughs> not to play the pooch and Paloma shit train again, but like, like Amira and Nicole have taken so much more responsibility for their actions in the house than Paloma and pooch and i'm honestly off of this I, I know this might come off harsh to some people but i am off of the fact that paloma was out of the house because of her mental health i understand that happened but the way she is just continually refusing to acknowledge this i had another video taken down this week because of the fact that she will not own up to her shit and I don't know who who how it got taken down or what happened because there are yeah, Paloma yeah. fans that probably it wasn't even necessarily her. It was probably just people who supported her who reported it. But it's at this point where it's like, but she's not owning up to it. And she's going to yeah. continue putting stuff out there. I have been going live on TikTok roasting not all of Pooch's lives, but the points where he's like, so I'll be roasting him on live for the points where he's like, let's talk about Taylor. And it'll be like, I love Taylor. I'm this about Taylor. I'm that about Taylor. And it's like, but like, you you aren't. You you are bullshitting. This mm -hmm. is not what you said in the house. I mean, I I completely understand how frustrating it is when you want them, but she's not going to. He isn't nope. going to. But nope. at the end of the day, they don't, they have zero historical significance on the Big Brother universe. Thank fucking God. It is the rare super fan that can remember a first boot name, let alone, you know, the, a self-eviction maybe because they're so rare. But at the end of the day, like, she's never going to get invited back to anything. She's never going to be on a CBS show. And Pooch is going to pooch. He's got a, the OnlyFans. He's got the cameo. He's got a very niche set of followers. And like, you know what? Good for him. But as far as like in the BB stratosphere, like, is it going to affect me next season? No. Is it going to affect me any season from here on? No, it's not even going to affect me this season. So if Amira is going to, Amira and Nicole are taking the steps to stay in the BB fandom. They're at least doing the right things and that taking accountability and ownership and answering and allowing people to say their piece, allowing people to check them on this and say, no, I want to talk about this because this upset us when you did this. And yep. to sit there and like listen to that over and over again and not like get brought down and word down and defeated and everything. Um, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. No, I think it's entirely fair. And like, I just want to remind people, like, we are still being very critical of these people for the way they treated Taylor. Absolutely. This is not us like sitting here and apologizing because we can be apologists sometimes. Here's the thing, though, and I've learned this and this goes for all relationships. OK, um, especially like if you OK, if you look at um, a relationship and one does something wrong to the other, whether it's cheating, whether it's lying, whether it's whatever. You have to make a decision like, are you ever going to forgive this person? And if you are, what is it going to take for you to forgive them? You have to set that boundaries. But we can't just sit there and attack and say like, you did this. And they're like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. And then like keep attacking. Like you got to you gotta pick and choose like what's going to be enough? What do you need from them for you to get closure on this? Mm -hmm. And, and not that they... And understand the fact that they are, you are not entitled to, you are not entitled to that closure. You are not entitled to that answer because they are entitled to not give it to you. 
yeah, they don't owe you anything just because they were on reality TV. Like, they do owe us explanations about stuff mm-hmm. after they've given us our explanations. If it's a good explanation, they've shown they've learned. If you are holding a grudge, you're holding a grudge. Yeah, you can hate them forever. That is your prerogative. No one but I think at some at point, like, at some point, you got to just decide, like, all right, are you going to follow this person or are you not? I are you going to dedicate all of your time online to commenting and telling them how horrible they are and everything that they post from here on out? Like, that's your prerogative, but... It's a lot of energy to waste. That is a lot of wasted energy, you know? There are better better places. Like, why don't you focus on the things that are in the present that we can be addressing? Because, you know... I mean, we got people that, that dedicate their entire day to you know reporting mine and yours accounts for having different opinions than them god for fucking bid god for fucking bid no because we've actually both been reported on multiple occasions in the last week alone my my last one was just simply um the like a, a it was they were tweets and it was what was going on in camera one versus camera two i didn't say anything in it it was just like a this is what's happening Mine got taken down for bullying and harassment and violent extremism. And I'm like, hi, uh, those comments were not made by me. They were made by a house guest. And I am holding them accountable for those comments. Okay. That that could be an algorithm thing. It what could can't be, be an algorithm thing is me getting banned from lives for no. sexual misconduct and nudity. Well, and that's, I, I think it's fair for you to Sorry, Dad. Up. I'm but I think it's fair. So we've actually talked about this on our lives about coming up with like a list of like code names or like yeah. stuff like that. So like we're not hitting the algorithm. I think my own fault. My own fault was saying the words sexual uh, or uh, what was it? Body shaming, slut shaming, and threats of uh, threats of violence. Yeah, I probably should have kept all those words out of it. That probably you're. Not I do wrong. see that a lot. Where like they'll say but like schmexual on but TikTok. But it was up for 90 minutes. So the thing is, like, my thing is it wasn't taken or flagged automatically. Like, one of my videos where I was like, ooh, did I... It was the Paloma video that got automatically taken down, probably because of her name. Um, Genuinely, it probably was something like that. Yeah. Um, Because there's no way that that got taken down the fucking second I posted. Because it wasn't like, oh, two seconds later. It was like, literally, I posted, and then it says, your video has been removed as it was, like, uploaded. It says... The video you just uploaded has been removed for community guidelines violations with nothing on it. And I'm like, mm, interesting. It's, yeah, it is what it is. But way, I mean, uh, that was a, that was a long winded PSA at the yeah. end of it. So other like noteworthy things that I found that Nicole said was that she was rooting for the leftovers um, that um, now that an, an, the, another thing she said that her and Taylor were close week one. Um I vaguely remember that. I don't remember. I remember the week one Taylor hate. I don't remember Nicole being a part of that. You know, so, oh, and I have another thought that just came to my brain. So pray that I don't lose it. But I actually have the full quote that she gave Sharon about this. Um, She said, quote, I'm mainly rooting for the leftovers because of what their message is. And from what Julie Chen Moonves told me, I gather that their message is greater than a lot of us um, in the house. Um, that was just like her main quote to share about it. I just think we have to look at where people are being thoughtful because I know Sharon is one of the first, if not the first, that she gets to talk to. Like, yeah. 
pretty sure she's the first. Wait, so or you said you think – I think order makes a huge difference here. You said Rob was the last one. I don't know what I order know Rob was one of the last ones. I don't know if he was the last, but I know he I said, know I was waiting for Taryn's live feed update until they finished that, so. <laughs> well, I remember at the beginning because I watched it like 10 minutes before here because I've been rushing around. And he said, I know you've already done a lot of interviews today. So I know some of these, it's something to the effect of like, I know some of these questions are going to be kind of repetitive or some of the themes will be. Um, and she just kind of nodded and was like, yep, yep. And understanding that she was about to get asked the same list of questions that she's been grilled on by at least Mike Bloom and Sharon Tharp before. Yeah. Um, actually, I want to say, I think Mike Bloom does it first because he comes out with his and then Sharon always comes out with hers. But I could be wrong. Um, I just, that's my assumption. But another interesting thing she said in here, which again, we have yet another person in the house coming out of the house saying they never saw Taylor do any of these bad behaviors. She even said, I never, I kept hearing these things, but I never saw them. The only person who has ever said that Taylor acted any kind of negative way towards them is Paloma. So you're meaning to tell me this entire group, which we kind of saw it all happen, but this entire group mentality, this group thing, this group bullying situation was all because y'all all were just listening to Paloma. Paloma is the reason for all this. And I'm not saying that they aren't saying that, but she is the only one that has had anything negative to say about Taylor. Mm-hmm. And everyone else has come out of the house being like, honestly, yeah, I never heard Taylor. I never actually saw Taylor do any of those things. I just, and I've said that. I've said this time and time again with BB Brain. We talked about in previous seasons that when you don't have any other resources, you don't have any like true uh, people you could trust and uh, you have to rely on the things, the people in the house that you think you can trust. And when you have nothing to compare it to, honestly, your sense of reality and sense of truth can be so vastly warped that yes, you have no, you know, there's, there. honestly, like someone tells you something or you hear something enough, it's got to be true. Yeah. Especially like you have to remember these people are... And no one was questioning it. That was the other problem. This never made back to Taylor. Taylor was never given the opportunity and to say like, hey, did you say this? And she'd be like, because that the couple times it did happen, immediately people were like, oh, Paloma. Monty was like, Paloma lied. Like, I think Taylor was telling the truth here and blah, blah, blah. Because Taylor actually got the opportunity to speak up for herself. But when you're doing all this shit talking behind someone's back and you're too chicken shit to call them out on it, why didn't any of these people who thought Taylor was so awful say anything? Hey, why would you say some shit like that to Paloma about pineapple? Did you body shame her in the shower? Like, say something and see what happened. But since they didn't, they're just like, oh, yeah, she must be telling the truth. Well, they did. They called her out at that one meeting in the bathroom when they just decided to go off on her. Yes, like, exactly. Constructive. There was no constructive conversations about these things. And Even what- if you're just like playing chummy with her. Like if it were me, straight week up. one, Paloma tells me, oh my God, Taylor is such a bitch. She was body shaming me in the shower, blah, 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 whatever. I've known Paloma all of like 10 seconds at this point, right? But you know what I am going to do? I'm going to get all chitty chatty with Taylor and we're going to be chatting or whatever. And I'm going to be like, hey, did you um, did you say anything to Paloma while she was in the shower? No, just you, you just tell me and I'll tell you what I heard. And like, like give that smile like, 
I don't believe what she told me, so I want to hear the truth from you before, you know, whatever. Like, I, I, I play this game in my real life. You know what I mean? Like, with people. Like, hey, people don't think did you like say that. something about the football team? Like, talk, my kids play football. But like, did you right. say something? And they like, to so-and-so? And they'll be like, yeah, why? What'd you say? <laughs> okay. Okay. Because by the time it got to me, this is what it sounded like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you do something like this, but even if it's just to get the sense or – or if that's too confrontational for you, even if you're too chicken shit, these are how to play BB tips by Sarah. Um, yeah, I, love the word, I love the word chicken shit, by the way. Just <laughs> so, my favorite fucking <laughs> phrase right now. It really is. So, so, but even if that's too confrontational for you, you could just be like, so who do you like, how do you feel about anybody else? Like, what do you think about Paloma? Because if she starts like giving you, girls do the vibes. Yep. She can look straight at you and tell you like, oh, yeah, she's super nice. And then give you the eyes like, I don't know about her. Like, you know, right? It's the eyes versus, it's the happy eyes versus the eyes. Like, the I eyes. can't do it well right here. Yes. But it's like if I you're say whatever right I want, now, but I'm telling you what I really mean with my eyes. And girls do it all the time. So time. you could have easily like vetted that shit out. And if Taylor's like, oh my God, I love her so much. She is so funny. We were t- chatting. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I would immediately know, okay, so Paloma is the shit starter here. I think part of the problem here too, so I was going to mention this, is like you don't have your your safety net. You don't have your reliable resources. We've mentioned this where it's like you don't have the people that you can naturally lean on and be like, hey, like what's going on? I really want to like kind of vet this. And you don't have media outlets to give you one side, the other side, right. what have you. And I think – First of all, we have to really remember that those are two of the main things that happen in Big Brother. What you mentioned, where it's like there is no way to corroborate what information is true or false. This is on you to determine. But it's also that second part. And I just think, I've mentioned this before, I think it goes down to not just media literacy, but social literacy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's like Big Brother emulates real life. We've talked about this all the time. It's a microcosm of real life. kind of the whole point. That's why it was started. I find it interesting that there are going to be people in the house who what won't do what you did, where you and I would so naturally in real life be like, let's go talk to this person and see what they said. Maybe they not like, even immediately, but maybe no. next time I'm talking with that person, I got something to kind of bring what, up. Wouldn't that in, like maybe things in Big Brother are heightened because you're only living in a, you're like a single compound, but cool. So to that point, say something, some shit is said, like, I hate, I don't know. I hate Taylor. And it's just yeah. like, Somebody hears that, say it's Joe, and he's like, ooh, okay, what's my next move? The move could be just run right over to Taylor and tell her, or it can be a more casual thing where you keep the information until later You're in the day. You're week one. Oh. It's yeah. week one. You have the best excuse of no other time than to go around asking what everybody thinks of everybody else. Yep. And it's an easy question. It's not necessarily like, what did you say? It's like, so what do you think? Oh, and yeah. like- Ask, like, it could have been if you and I are in the house talking to Taylor, if we heard that, and being like, hey, Taylor, what do you think about Paloma? Hear her thoughts. Try and find something that she brought up where we can try and connect it to the comment that we're trying to kind of clarify. Even if you're not trying to get, even if you don't want to bring up the specific incidents, you can get vibes. And if you're getting no hostility vibes from Taylor about Paloma and it, it seems genuine and you're getting nothing but hostility about Paloma, like... You can kind it. it's, that's how you figure out the house, but no one gave her that chance. Nope. No one gave her that chance. The girls got all bent that she was playing pool in a bikini with the guys. But to be honest, she'd walk in the room with you bitches and y'all would all leave. 
or get silent. I know that feeling. Sometimes it is coincidence. You can walk into a room and the conversation's literally over, but I can tell you right now, it drives me insane and I'm immediately, yeah, they were talking shit about me. They were talking shit about me. Absolutely. And I think even though if that room is my best friend, my sister, and my mom, like, yeah, they were talking shit about me. Like, (laughs) and it's it's one thing because you get gut feelings too. Like, you're no matter what, you walk in those situations, you're like, shit, what did I just walk into? Because it's natural, right? But like, or you could be like Jasmine where she walked in and (laughs) when she limped in, (laughs) when Jasmine walked in on the Daniel Kyle situation. I can't wait. I still have that ready. I actually need to post that. Literally one of the best things. when <laughs> She opens the door. And he's just like <laughs> darting out. Can we just have a couple more minutes? Oh, what? You have some more lies? Jasmine, can you uh, just... Oh, yeah. Jasmine, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She just like... It just reminded me of the Peter Griffin gif where he's going back into the bushes. Like she's. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, the 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 Homer Simpson one. (laughs) Oh yeah, that one. Sorry, why are you Peter Griffin? But it's it's the same network. Yes. (laughs) Um, Also, like not the same animator, same animating style. Who gives a fuck? I literally see it in my head as Peter. I actually, to be honest, it could be Peter. I think you're right. I think it is Homer. It is Homer, but to to be honest, now that you say I can see it as Peter, I can very much see it as Peter as well. All right. <laughs> like, uh, they're they're two bumbling idiot characters. I love it. Um, um but yeah, that's that's the vibe it gave. So anyway, like yeah, yeah you, there's things that they could have done to vet this out, but they didn't want to. Let's be honest, right. they didn't want to. There they all no found desire. common ground week one, and it's something they could bond over, and it was just nasty. But what I really, really, really want to talk about speaking of the taylor bashing stuff do it can we talk okay this was my absolute favorite part of any of the interviews any uh, all of them taryn asked on the rob uh rob has a podcast interview taryn asked about the incident okay and this was the first time that we actually got a lot of really good insight, not just behind the scenes stuff and production stuff, but like she was very open and I'm going to walk you through her explanation. Um, because one, I find it fascinating from a production standpoint Two, psychologically, it makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. um, to that level of extreme reaction. And three, we talked about, we were guessing and making theories of what had happened leading up to this for so long. Right. So it just, it answers all of our questions. So what she and said was- we do have was, thoughts, but it doesn't necessarily, but there is concrete there's answers con- at yeah. least. Do want to say before we get to this, that like, just remember who Nicole is. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like, remember who she is. She's not a nice person. It's like, just remember that like, she has told a lot of truth in these interviews, but there have been some deflections. So I just- I think I believe 90% of it. I'm not saying I don't believe the other 10. It's more of being like this particular explanation makes it does not. Okay. It it, it is an explanation that feels very truthful. um, That feels very honest. And, but I'm not saying it makes it excusable. No. And I way she wears her emotions on her sleeve and the way like how heightened her emotions get and how aggressive she can be when she gets emotional makes this whole situation so believable and honest. Mm Yes, I to genuinely me. couldn't disagree. More. Okay, couldn't disagree. No, I couldn't. <laughs> so <laughs> she says that she was having a day. Now there is, she said that the, there's an upstairs dr and a downstairs dr. We all know that, um, but it's the upstairs dr that when you get called to that, it's typically for something serious, and that yeah. made her nervous. She got called up to the upstairs dr 
she she got called to the DR. She went to go to the downstairs one. She got it. There was like a switch up. They said the upstairs and that freaked her out. She said she immediately started having anxiety that she was about to walk into that room and see the envelope and it was going to be about her mom. So the part about her mom, it was genuine. She was worried. Like, so she went into this room high anxiety and it's supposed to be like the serious DR room. Like it's something's wrong. And she goes in there and there's no envelope and she sits down. She's still kind of shaken from the walk up to the, the DR and they immediately start asking her these pointed questions about Taylor and Taylor bashing something along those lines. And so we, we suspected something along those lines happened that the DR questions were so kind of pointed that it was like, not necessarily like, why are you attacking Taylor? But like, we had wondered if she was getting a warning for threatening. Cause the night less than 24 hours before she was she called, said, I'll she beat threatened her. to be. Yeah. Taylor's ass. That was what I personally was running with as my theory. Not that I thought that it was true, but this clarifies and makes so much sense. She said that their point, the questions were very pointed to uh, Taylor and her treatment of Taylor, Which makes and sense. or not her treatment of Taylor, but just Taylor this right. and, and getting out Taylor, attacking Taylor, things like that. And she said in those moments, her in that moment, her emotions were so heightened. And she was so flustered by the questions that she wasn't in the right headspace for it. Right. Then they finished their questions and immediately told her to leave. Now, I know from context that if you have a heavy DR session or if you need a minute or you just need to go in the DR to like calm yourself down, they'll let you. But she said for, and she even said, she goes, instead of letting me, like, I didn't get to calm down. They, they were on a schedule and things like that. They needed somebody else to come in. And they were trying to get through a bunch of DRs and they asked me to leave. And so I left the room before I had calmed myself down and I just needed to, day, I, think, huh? so I think to this point, sorry, this is veto day too. So to your point, I think that like the reason they were probably rushing through was like, oh, well, we have stuff we want to interview people about pre-veto. And trying to get like, I don't know if that's really the best way to have gone about it. If that's the way that it happened. Yeah. It, I mean... It's their prerogative. They got to make some edits. And, and it is a, a show that's on a tight schedule with three episodes to edit every week. But so anyway, they, they asked her to go so that somebody else could come in. So she came out and she said that she was, she hadn't yet calmed down. That's why she wanted alone time and uh, wanted the room to herself. And so for her, she didn't say this like in details, but the way it sounded like she was trying to explain it. She didn't say these things, but the way I took it or kind of empath when I say empathize, like I was just trying to put myself in her shoes. Right. I think her brain warped her anxiety coming down from an anxiety attack in the middle of being what she perceived as being attacked about Taylor at the same time. And those just kind of meshed together into, mm -hmm. you know, this is all Taylor's fault. Mm -hmm. um, because that really was the turn point. Nicole never really went super hard on Nicole. I mean, on Taylor until this moment, the nasty comments and everything really started after this moment. Like she had made some nasty comments and she was talking about her behind her back, but this did. Uh, and I'm, I'm not, she did not say it was precipitated by this. We mm -hmm. have no idea. No. I'm still going to make the assumption, hard assumption that this was at least somewhat triggered by her comment that had happened the night before because she did literally say word for word, I'm going to go beat her ass. And you and I kind of like 
emulated it last week yeah. where she kind of like was doing a little bit of a flex when she was getting up. I have posted the video. About the hitting Jasmine's foot this. thing. But yes. even in that moment, I okay, again, I was not okay with it and I was very against it. So this oh, yeah. is not an excuse. But even in that moment, for me, it didn't feel like it was so against Taylor as it was for Jasmine. Like right. it felt in that moment like she – it wasn't necessarily – an anti-Taylor sentiment, which it was, but like she was saying it to kind of hype up Jasmine. Like, I got you. I got you. You're mad at her. Let me go beat her up. And none of of this is excuses for it. No, 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 no. But I'm saying that like, I feel like this was the turning point where it became personal for her, where like, like Taylor was her problem now. Yep. Like she was like, and, and I, and I think to her kind level, it's more of the protectiveness like I have found her to be a protective, very person. like a like like a pit bull, incredibly protective. Yeah, and it's like, and I don't mean, and I hope this comes off. It can come off in both ways, but it, it's it has a good and a bad side because the good side is she's going to defend people she loves to absolutely no end. What's her sign? Oh, I need to know. I'm not looking at you. Keep, you if keep. I'm sorry, Virgo, I didn't mean to interrupt. You keep no, going. But. but if she's a fellow Virgo, I'm just going to vomit everywhere. <laughs> everywhere but like but so and i like genuinely there are pieces of her personality that i find endearing and i know people might be like what do you mean and i'm like i don't think she's genuinely a full a full-fledged horrible person i think she got caught up in some drama and that some of her like when we're talking about being protective she got caught up in that and became protective over things oh, that no. weren't true oh no she's not a virgo no she's not she's oh, not good. okay good sorry <laughs> She's a Gemini. <laughs> no, it's she's very, not. It's like damn wow. on the nose. Yeah, June I'm not even huge into that stuff. That is so accurate. Oh dear lord. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, especially when it comes to the protectiveness, like yeah, like wow. June seventh. I'm not making this up for the pod. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have two. Two friends who have birthdays on June 7th. Wow. Woof. <laughs> oh. That is crazy. So, so by I the way, did you know sure. she was 41? I didn't know that at all. <laughs> she never <laughs> mentioned that. Just like Monty's never mentioned that he's really tall. You know, just had no idea. I'll say, though, on that on very random side note, we'll go back to this. Uh, Joe is way shorter than I realized. Like, mm-hmm. when he was hugging Nicole, I and it's I should have picked up on it sooner, but I just pegged him as, like, being closer to Monty's height. I don't know why. I just never looked to see. And then he hugged Nicole. I'm like, oh, you were the same height? Joe, are we the same height? Because I think I'm probably about as tall as Nicole. So I'm like, oh, my God. Holy shit. <laughs> but anyways, um... Yeah, Nicole. So when we're talking about Nicole's protectiveness, though, to totally, we just got off track for a sec. But um, oh, Nicole's protectiveness um, really, it really was like it, it was a double edged sword for her because she really was out there trying to protect. At the end of the day, the people that she thought were really caring about her and the people she thought was doing that she was doing right by, but what she was missing was the misinformation. Um, God, I mean, I'm just going to say this, though. Not a good look to miss misinformation when you are a former cop and detective of two years. Just got to mm. say, no offense, not the best look. Doesn't mean that every, because not that every cop comes in here and does well. We've seen cops flop on this show, but we've also watched a cop dominate. But have so. we ever 
besides Derek, who was actually the, but we, if we know, know the same thing, if we ever seen a cop come into the show and not think their profession is the biggest fucking thing in the whole world. No, they genuinely always think it's like <laughs> the biggest secret. No offense. If you are a cop going on this show, we don't give a fuck. If Sarah and I are on this show. No one cares. I don't care. Us. We're not going to look no, at you and be like, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Let me put it. Let me put it another way. I don't care in the way that it's not going to change the way I look at you or think about you or play with you or even interact with you at all. Um, if you tell me that up front, you don't have to lie. You could tell me that you worked for motherfucking Barack Obama, and I honestly just wouldn't look at you different. I hate the people are going to judge me because of my profession. The only person we would have judged was Frankie because it was Ariana Grande's brother, and it was a different situation. <laughs> like, yeah, there's I know the Sagittarius. Ooh, we should do some fun little deep dives onto their like hmm. okay. onto their signs because that's really a, that's very interesting that's not necessarily a toxic pairing but they are opposite signs i'd love to know how because i'm not very familiar with that i'd love to know how like their signs like historically feed off of each other with that kind of stuff no they're that's historically it's a they have like um like really good friendships and like deep friendships and stuff they're opposite signs is he a border? Is it, are either of them borderline? Because I know I'm a I'm a straight borderline Virgo Libra, so like because like my birthday is September 22nd and Libra starts on the 23rd. So it yeah. could, unless like they're on the I don't I'm also not <laughs> not that I'm not into it. I don't know nearly as much as I should. But Gemini's um, Gemini's are Gemini's, okay? And they're either all the best of Gemini or all the worst. There's no middle. There's no middle. They're not just kind of no, one way or the other. No, they're um, very different brands. Because I honestly don't know how I feel about Nicole. I know how I feel about her behavior in the house. I know how I feel about her awful gameplay. Um, but I honestly don't know how I feel about her as a person. Like, I'm never going to stand Nicole, okay? Like, that's never – that's not going to happen for me. But when we look back on this season, what kind of longevity – and like, what, what are we going to remember? Like, like, I hope I never have to see a tweet or any kind of interaction from Raven ever again. You know what I mean? Um, yep. And I don't know if I'm going to have that same level of give a shit, you know, two seasons down the road. Not with Nicole. I mean, I would with Pooch and Paloma. And uh, it really comes down to who is. Which is a very weird thing because today. like, if you had asked me three days ago, I was out for blood. If you asked me last night. Last oh, night, even you know. yeah, <laughs> literally within the last twenty four hours. But at the end of the day, like with, with her interviews, like she said that she's like, I know I messed up. I know I messed up, and um, she does like she she. There were a few moments where it was kind of it kind of felt like she was putting it on Daniel, <laughs> um, but overall, it. I'm interested to see like as she said, I want some time. I want to go watch this. She told she was flat out honest, like. I want I want to watch some of these things. I remember saying some of these things. I remember and I don't remember other things or the full context of what it was. So I want time. I am gonna go back and watch it all and reflect and and that is quite frankly what I've been saying for the last three seasons. As long as we've been covering all we're asking for. That's all we're that's asking. all we've been asking for. Because we even said after um, Amira's interviews is that we can only hope for so much from those because they literally haven't been given anything to 
they're just getting these interviews kind of blindly. No, very much. I don't yeah. know how much they're actually allowed to look at social media. And I'm not saying that they're not. I don't know what access they have to it. Right. Like, because Amira, especially they're still I mean, in L.A. So they probably got out, went to bed, and they're thinking about, holy fuck, holy fuck. They just I told mean, they're me probably catching up with their families and, and things like that. Amira yep. has since, like, there have been some DMs where she's responded to. And I yes. think that she's starting – we're starting to see some more – like, oh, like some oh, aha moments. Also, so, her responding to DMs, first of all, is um, a credit in itself because yeah. she owes absolutely zero people mm-hmm. anything. The ones that are floating around Twitter, or the one, it's a conversation, but there's multiple photos, is a really good one because um, on both sides, because the person who reached out to her was very eloquent and under not understanding but they were they were very well spoken when it came they called her on her bullshit while still maintaining a respectful level of conversation that that it is so important and like i don't even mean that i can't do it but my my temper i just be like why the fuck do you mean with that kind of stuff so just angry spices in the house well uh, it took a little bit but it took an hour but we're here To be honest, I'm surprised I haven't blown up in this episode. <laughs> no, like, I mean overall, it's we. I can't ask for anything more. No, I'm with than you. what we were given. It was really refreshing, and I'm not saying that Amira and Nicole are refreshing people, and I don't mean that they're bad people either. It's just it was refreshing to be able to hear them own up to some things. Obviously they both deflected, but I think at the same time, like we mentioned, there are things they might be deflecting on because they genuinely just don't know what's going on. Um, and I just really encourage if we can, I mean, we would love to get on God fucking forbid, <laughs> but if anybody's listening and you get on the show at some time, please remember all of this stuff that we're discussing, like, especially when it comes to your exits and being honest, because or just maybe if you're rooting for people, because at the end of the day, to just continue to demonize people who are choosing to learn, and I think this is a good segue into my last little segment about Kyle and Alyssa before we dive into the questions of the week. Um, people have no, to we need to talk. No, because we still need to talk. Then questions, but yes, because yes. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> much anticipating. I I I had it scrolled down, so I I read oh. questions, and I should have read live feed. No, because <laughs> speaking of Kyle and Alyssa, it's the it's the live feed stuff we have to talk about. Alyssa, but yeah, well, let's talk Alyssa. Take it away, because I don't know if I have the words. <laughs> I mean, you? I'm not I'm not a. I've said this like I don't care about showmances, but when they start affecting the game, is when I will like yeah. I'm open to discussing it or talking about it. And right long. now we're starting to see like this shift. So like spoilers, this this is what we do here. But um, the feeds come back and Michael has won the HOH. And I'm going to kind of skip around just to kind of keep everything categorized. What we have also learned that is a balance out. beam type thing. It was the balance beam racing through, which to me kind of surprised me because I feel like they kind of already did that with the I, I agree with the the teeter totters and yes, the, the and then yeah, okay. they had for the backstage people. Yeah, I mean he slayed that one too. But anyway, the um, but they've had this slack line in the um, backyard, and sometimes they give them like a practice thing or whatever. And uh, we found out today that Michael's been faking being bad at that the whole time they've had it. <laughs> Um, that it's been in the backyard and he kept like, he told Brittany, he's like, uh, yeah, I have a confession. Oh, this was after Brittany told him she was a hypnotherapist today. 
And he didn't tell her that he's a lawyer. <laughs> I think she already knows. Does she? I didn't think she did. I feel like she already knows. Anyway, if she, she does, tells him he's a... Huh? I said, if she does, then just screw me. I, I, I don't know. But it, so she said, well, my big secret is I'm a hypnotherapist. Um, but the thing is, is that um, like, yeah, she was even saying, she's like, yeah, production was like, like my whole shtick was like, I'm going to come in and hypnotize into everybody, you know, doing all this. Where, like she was saying like it was a hearty heart. Like that was like the catchphrase or the kind of shtick that made her stand out in her auditions. And um but she's like, but the real thing here is, is that this house is so high pressure, under stress, intense all the time that there's no fucking way that anyone here could ever be hypnotized. Like, <laughs> she said it would never work here because no. it just won't work in this house. She goes, I do, um, I do it on myself every morning, like when I try to meditate and even I have a hard time with it. She's like, there's, there's something about this house that just people's minds are not open enough for it to work here. But she's like, but anyway, that's my thing. And, um, and Michael uh, found it fascinating by the way. Um, but he said, well, then I have a secret for you. So I'm really good. I actually have a slack line in my backyard at home. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, and I've been pretending to be bad at it since they put it in the backyard. All right. Literally. So he just won the HOH with the like doing, being able to do slack line and balance beam shit. Though, I'm sure you have heard the rumor that it was very fucking close. Yeah. By, from what we can tell, four seconds between him and. No, but the math is not math in. I I agree, but it's at least close between him and Daniel. Daniel was the person. 16 seconds. I think it was. I don't think it was four. I don't. I think four is such an over exaggeration. Well, no, it was five seconds because. But, but I was listening to saying that he lost by four seconds. And he because he got sixteen seconds and Michael oh. got eleven, and I'm sitting here. Uh, okay, the math is not mathing. Well, I can't math anyway. So the fact that I caught that Nicole was like. Oh, the the sorry six. I'm like, honey, I can math well enough to understand that that means you're gone. Like, I don't math. I don't. The fact that you caught that. So, like, straight up, no, I didn't even pick up on that. So, it's interesting, though, because I need to know. So, you will talk a little bit about some of the reaction, but I need to know what the full reaction was. Because, like, I need to know immediately what that reaction was as soon as... I don't know if it was Michael went first and Daniel lost, or Daniel had to give up his spot to Michael, like, how this went. Oh, yeah. That I don't know. Dying to know. Yeah. That would, that's going to gonna be awesome. But, um, so, yeah, Michael won the HOH uh, for the slackline balance beam and everything. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Daniel has still is still to like still to this day I can still hear him. He's sulking and making snide comments <laughs> under his breath. Um, it, this is for you, Dan. I think Sunday's episode is honestly going to be really good. I feel like we're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of the explosive behavior leading up to Thursday night's eviction episode. I agree. No stuff. Um, and honestly, that all started. Oh my god, that was so crazy um, when. <laughs> So I hope they show this on Sunday's episode. Daniel coming downstairs with Joseph and Terrence whispering in the kitchen. They keep whispering. (laughs) Daniel Daniel says, you trying to get him to flip his vote? And Joseph turns, he's like, ha ha, yeah. 
Joseph <laughs> took it as is Daniel was asking Terrence if Terrence was trying to get Joseph to flip his vote. He meant, Joseph, are you trying to get Terrence to flip his vote? And he stormed off. The two of them have a moment and Joseph, because Terrence said something like, God, he's going to be so heated. He's going to be so heated. And so then um, um, he's going to be so heated and everything. And then, um, sorry, I'm so sorry. They just walked in. <laughs> no, it's also a blank moment. Like I get squirrel moments. People will be like, don't call them well, No, the moments. janitorial staff came in and opened the door to see if I need. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. No, no, no. Uh, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> We're podcasting. <laughs> so anyway, the, they have this moment where Terrence is just like, oh my God, he's going to wait. And then Joseph has this look of realization. Wait, was he talking to me? <laughs> the click. <laughs> and it all clicked what he meant. And he's like, Oh, and I just said, "Oh yeah," to him, and like they have this moment. And Terrence oh, is like, so "Yeah, dude, he he was talking to you, asking if you were gonna get me to flip my vote." <laughs> he goes, "No, I thought he was okay." And then Terrence like, "You want me to go talk to him? You want me to go talk to him?" And he's like, "Yeah." Just, oh man, God. <laughs> Honestly, the hours leading up to last night's eviction were pretty freaking eventful. But they have a lot of stuff. Um, first of all, I told Danny when I was watching last night, because they showed the the conversation between Monty and Nicole from the night before the eviction. I'm like, whoa, they got that in there fast. Yeah. Like kudos, because I was I was pleased to see that they got such an important an important piece of uh information that came out of all of this to put it in that episode before and i know we didn't see the daniel blow up i just feel like there's no way they don't show at least a little bit that that jasmine shutting the door moment oh i need that in the edit so bad so bad it was so good it's almost as good as like the whole joseph you know humping a door giving kyle and Alyssa a hard time but Oh, and um, Kyle in the shower. I'm gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. I I need gifts um, made. I don't know how to make a gif. I am. I can do a lot of technical stuff on a computer, but I don't know how to make a gif. I need a gif of Joseph opening the blinds. Ah, yes, (laughs) yes. And then I need one of him with the door. And I need one of Jasmine shutting the door. Yes. After, like, I just, of her just slowly closing the Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then <laughs> I need one of Kyle twirling his hair in the shower. Oh, well, and that's the only thing we want from Kyle in the shower. Because there were some not so wonderful moments of that this week that he got, like, it was, who, Joe, Michael, and who else? I can't remember. They caught him. Taylor. Was it Taylor? Literally so gross. And I was like, gross. We're not mentioning what it is on here. They were all in the shower. I mean, they were in the bathroom. It's so gross. And, like, it wasn't even, like... But, like, what is going on at CBS, okay? That, like, why is this getting so much airtime? Where we're getting his cold shower thoughts, which are Nicole cutting cucumbers and baseball and Terrence snoring. Like, what... This is very risque for CBS. It really is. Like, there's a lot of stuff on, especially for Big Brother that they keep I mean, we even got a coming on. joke out of Rob Has a Podcast. I mean, I love that. That that joke was <laughs> fucking beautiful. Dear God, I was I had to pause and just, like, laugh my ass off for a couple minutes because it was just so well played. <laughs> like, so why I literally, like, with this, it's like, I'm not saying this podcast is to be Rob because we all do our own things. But, God, I look at Rob and I'm like, what can I do better? Because 
damn, that is quite a sense of humor to have to, to really infuse. I love what we do. Really, oh, it's I so love what fun. we do. But but RHAP and Taryn are the reason I do what I do and how I got into doing what I do. Uh, because I'm like, you know what? That's like the total like do. Uh, doing what you love, you'll never work a day in your life kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. I think I would be good at this. And Now look at where we are. (laughs) Rob knows who I am. (laughs) Literally, so Rob tweeted at her this morning. Literally the best moment in the world. He was like, I love your live feed updates. And I cried a little. (laughs) I don't want to say on the air how much I cried and what my reaction was. I just know that it's a lot. And I'm trying to Rob, we love you here. Listen, Abby, I need to play cool. We need to move on. Um, (laughs) Um, So we were touching a little bit on the Kyle and Alyssa stuff, but we do need to, uh, we've talked a little bit about live feed stuff from this week, but we do need to remember that uh, we have a little bit of a Kyle and Alyssa drama that ended up not necessarily Alyssa drama, but Kyle has some stuff that ended up on the live feeds that we are not going to go fully in depth on this episode because we need more time and context to really assess what is going on. Mm -hmm. But we do want to call out some concerns yes um so before that uh kyle and Alyssa, showmancing so hard right now <laughs> like from friend zoning her when she was friend zoning her and he, he, he was not into her. it no i know and it's literally there's there there's i know what happened like my best friend my this oh what do you think was the turning Listen, point i can talk about this on the podcast because we can't talk about this on tiktok because i want to get banned and stuff like oh this. dear god no this is a little uncensored but, like, have you ever been in Guys First? I haven't, but I I have had friends, and yes, I know what it's, I know. Yeah. I'm very much on board with that line of thought. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's what this is giving. Yeah. And I agree. with his background, and he's 29. Um, he's older than I am. I just need to let you guys know. I am turning 28 this year. But he's, he's never had any kind of experience right. in this no. area. And for all you ladies out there, you know, or guys, if you've ever yeah. been, actually, you know what? This is kind of universal. It is very universal. You know, especially when they're really young. And let's just call him young because he's basically a mental teenager. And I don't mean that. He's like emotionally an, I, stunted. Emotionally. No, he's emotionally stunted. Yes. It's, and it's not to be a dig. No. A, I think he has lots of room to grow and learn. And he's shown that he can be a good yeah. person. But boy, he has some emotional and intelligent stuntedness. Yeah. So without like, I don't want to go in too hard on him because I really do like, I, I, like I, he seems like a very nice guy, and he has, he has a lot to learn. But I'm with this, you. He's done some things in this game that have very much impressed me. So I think with this dynamic, though, um, he's done more with this woman, this with Alyssa, than he has with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, we have all seen for 24 seasons what. Um, the the house does to intensify these relationships. This mm-hmm. is why Big Brother has more successful marriages than The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and everything else combined. You want to try? I can confirm. Yeah, like <laughs> she's not wrong. Uh, no, the BB twenty B, Big Brother produces more successful marriages and relationships than any of these dating shows even because oh. it is such a high pressure, intense situation. You are living together and you have no one else. 
no one else. So the amount of time you spend together and the amount of time you get to know someone is just like on fast forward because you have nothing else to do but invest time and and stock into that relationship. So this is very not this is not just intense for him, but this is intense with it, it's that added to the fact that she's his first. Not yeah. in that way. No, but, no, but well, maybe with, not. She's yet, his first but... in a lot of areas. <laughs> right. He had um, like we're not talking home run material, yeah. but he's gotten some bases and he's never been let off the bench before. Has he gotten to second yet? I don't think so. It's only been first, right? Yes. But he's never left well, the bench. He can't get to second he's, yet. He's never left the dugout. Okay. Correct. And I think people have to understand that, like, when she's referencing that, we're talking holding hands was a big deal. Not, yeah, it was a big deal. And I think he got, like, ostracized in his church for doing that with a girl. And, and we have to remember that he is ex-Mormon. Um, his parents are still currently Mormon. And he is he has that emotional religious trauma. And I, I'm not trying. I mean, if he wants to tell me that I'm wrong, then he can go for it. But from what I'm looking at. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Welcome to Plathville. Um, it is fantastic, but it's showing, so not necessarily Mormonism, but it is showing how much, it's like a show basically showing how kids when they're sheltered can miss so much from the world and what it takes to grow into those social relationships, the like missing out on pop culture. Are they FLD? might be i can't i genuinely don't know um but i do know that they were uber religious for a really long time literally like but we don't know if they're like fundamentalist i don't think so because part of it was that um uh the mom has now come out in the recent season and say like she was sexually abused as a child so she when she found her husband it was lots of like trying to cope with those emotions and then they had a loss of a child which was very devastating and she really leaned into the religion at that point now they're all deconstructing it and it's a beautiful thing to see so that's where so there are some comments we're going to talk about but i want to say before we do that um we're not going to make full assumptions yet because this is still a very new comment but we need to address it because it was problematic um so last night when kyle was talking with michael about um nominations um and i want to make there's going to be a lot of context around this so uh please stop me if i get something accidental because there's so much to remember Mm -hmm. so uh kyle had a conversation with michael about like nominations who's going up and brought up the fact that he thought there was a cookout 2.0 going on in the house and that he was not only scared of them but wanted to basically nip it in the bud Mm -hmm. um specifically talking about fraternities and sororities that Nicole had brought to both Michael and Kyle prior. I didn't know she brought it to Kyle, but it's very clear at this point that she did um, because the feeds cut right as she was talking to Michael about it. So we didn't see anything after that. But, uh, and you and I were watching the feeds at that point. We're like, don't go away now. This is not the time. (laughs) This is the worst time. It always happens. and And I'm not trying to throw her under a bus, but she also does need to start answering some questions i think that was so close to the end of the feeds that a lot of people missed it she kind of yeah. needs to answer a little bit about why she thought it was appropriate to say because it came a lot up of in people... a couple of the interviews today oh did i so i skimmed through them it's not that i didn't hear them it's more that i probably just missed it out of not listening because i have it might have been mike bloom Ooh, that would be where i missed it because i read his and i skimmed it not for anything else but you i should, should be wrong too but i know that it did come up today 
but it's good because it's just important to talk about. I just lost my train of thought. The fuck were we talking So they were talking. So she had the story thing. So Kyle's yeah. relaying yeah. this information to Michael, and then he makes this assumption. Honestly, it felt like he was just kind of like thinking out loud. It wasn't yeah. like a gung. It didn't feel like this is what I think is happening. It was this is the information I got. Do you think that Cookout 2.0 could be happening and I think so. I'm with you, and I'm not. Saying and that's that not an excuse, wrong. by the way. I'm no, saying it's not, that because it's, it's for, for people that didn't bias. see it, that that was the vibe. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a, oh my god, we got to get them out because they're in the next cookout. It was a correct. Do you think this is happening? <laughs> and I don't. And it, it wasn't necessarily just him being casual. It was him being a little bit like, I don't know if this is true, and him being a little nervous. But at the same time, I think this. So the, the reason we want to I think wait I read a little him bit, differently because he always feels nervous lately, and that's the thing. So I because uh, he's so got a boner, is, Abby. He's just always nervous that if he moves the wrong way, it's just going to pop out. So it's not that we don't have thoughts that we don't want to share on this right now because we genuinely do. Yeah. But especially considering the context of the situation, and we I want to see how much harder he's going to harp on this. I do too. Um, I personally want to give him time to assess the comment (laughs) be like oopsie poopsie that was a bad comment (laughs) um but like i want to make sure that i i make it clear that i understand the anger and outrage that people are feeling over that comment and it is warranted it is not unwarranted it there is no reason to for we are not here saying that you shouldn't feel that way um all we're saying is we want to give him time to reassess the comment like we always do with well it gives us more context too because if he got this then we know that's what he's thinking if he doesn't mention this again it could be he was literally thinking out loud with a leftover alliance member because he heard some information and he's like the fuck do you think about it yes it's happened and people were uh, upset with michael for not saying anything to him about it but honestly michael was processing what he said too and putting that together with what Nicole said. So he brought it up with Brittany today in their conversation. He was just like, yeah, that's, I don't know why he would say something like that. Like why? People missed that part of it. Cause they were like, he talked to Brittany about it. I'm like, yeah. And he was like, I don't really understand. Like I can see why people thought they were feeding into it. The kids are. I'm going to lose my motherfucking mind. Sorry, angry spice holding it back. <laughs> but people um, are probably very confused when you said the kids are being like. Oh, <laughs> I'm at a hotel. If in, in case like you missed the intro, I'm at a hotel and the kids are literally just being so fucking obnoxious. And I hope they fucking hear me. Gabby doesn't have kids. Is she talking shit about Sarah's kids? They're typically loud in the background literally somewhere. Go the fuck away! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! No, they're still screaming out there. Oh like I'm just saying, if I'm in the middle of my, if you're just talking at some point and they're still doing that, I'm gonna get up and say, I don't. Shut the fuck up. I don't think anybody's going to be able to hear it. Um, <laughs> so Michael talking to Brittany about today, they didn't talk about too much. He said, he told her right. what was said and then he, but he didn't say the cookout 2.0 stuff. He said he was talking about the sorority connection kind of stuff. And he's like, I just right. don't know why anybody would think like if I was in the same sorority as somebody else in the house, I wouldn't be like, Hey, let's work together. Like that's right. not a, He's trying to work it out with Brittany and be like, show me where you think this logic could be because I'm not seeing the logic. And she didn't see it either. She was no. just kind of like. And then they moved on from it. Exactly. So I just want My, people to be careful. Because I we think, can't jump on people for these kinds of things. And it's very fair to criticize people yeah. for things that they do wrong. And it's not even to say that like, hey, like this wasn't the best comment. But, but give them a minute. Uh, yeah. And I ju- I'm going to say I'm not judging BIPOC, any members of the BIPOC community for 
not wanting no, to support yeah. Kyle anymore. Like, please don't hear. I, I fully support you jumping off the Kyle train. Yeah. Um, and it's not even that. Like, let's hear it and make him. Like, I'm just. Look at I'm just not. Like, I just want to know the context. Yeah. So again, like Nicole, we hardly went. Like we hardly even talked about her week one and two because while she participated in the Taylor stuff, she wasn't a huge. Um, we were focusing our energy on the, the problem. But then when you start to see like behavior patterns, then mm-hmm. you have more context to actually speak in length on those things. And that's kind of what I want to watch out for. Yeah. Um, I definitely have my eye on him. I absolutely think that he is looking for any opportunity to break, to form his own thing outside of the yeah. leftovers and to save Alyssa. I think in, in, to that point, I think what we have to look at right now, and I know this is going to be disappointing to some people, I don't think the leftovers are over. No. But I think we they need will be to soon. think about, I think we need to think about whether we have a situation, and I'm using the brigade as a good example, just an easy example, because mm-hmm. the brigade had five people, hardcore, I'm going to lose my motherfucking mind. Sorry. They are so fucking loud. I can't hear so them. The, Okay, I'm going to pause this and tell them to be quiet then because this is unacceptable. I'm saying I cannot hear them. Oh, you can't. Okay, no. then uh, never mind. Then I won't say it's unacceptable and I won't go angry. There you go. <laughs> no. But do so, not yell um, at, at strangers' children in, in a strange hotel, please. Thank you. Oh, I won't do that unless it's actually legitimately. So go from like, a, a Big Brother podcast to a true crime podcast. <laughs> literally shit so what was i i was talking about um we were talking about context and giving them a minute and if you want to jump off the train that's fine and everything oh and the Alyssa effect of it all uh yes so uh so one of the things and i'm sorry if this is this is not this exact train of thought stupid idiots out there make me fucking angry but anyways so um it's interesting to look at it because so oh yes so we're talking about Kyle potentially needing to be kind of kicked out of the leftovers. So I'm going to bring out the brigade and be like, Hey, they had, they got rid of Matt at one point because they didn't feel he was going to stick with the brigade long-term. Whether that's a strategy you want to see or not, because the brigade kind of ran a good amount of shit, not to the extent that the cookout did, which was a very different situation. And I, God bless them. I love them. (laughs) Um, but they didn't have the need to be like, we have to kick out one of our members because they're not going along with things. They were able to keep it. That's not very common if it ever happens um, in Big Brother. So I think it should at least be a topic of discussion as to whether or not Kyle is worth keeping for the leftovers. I don't think it's a conversation worth having right this moment, but I do think it's something that should be discussed a little bit this week, considering he's already shown that he wants to keep Alyssa and really work with her. And if Live Feeder saw it, he has pretty much told Alyssa that he wants to just be on her side. Yeah. And I just worry about like, when is he going to draw the line between his Here's- love for Alyssa and his love for the leftovers. Here's my ideal situation. Okay. I'm going to play the, the, I'm going to play this out for you. Okay. Um, so in an ideal world, Daniel goes next. Then we see Indy go. We're at jury. Okay. At this point. So Indy is going to be our first juror. Then we're going to see Alyssa go. And then we're going to see Kyle go as the first leftovers member. Okay. Okay. So in an ideal world, the leftovers make it to top seven. 
Okay. What do you like? We'll be nice. Indy and Alyssa already in the jury house. Kyle can then go, which he would probably run out the door to so that he can have an alone off-camera house all times with, with Alyssa because he clearly doesn't care if Indy's in the room or even six inches away from them. Okay? He doesn't care if Daniel's in the rooms. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, the, then we have Kyle go. After Kyle, Monty can go. Then Joseph, which would be very sad for me. I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to see Joseph go down. Early. You know what? I'm actually going to switch those. Um, Brittany can go. I love Brittany. I adore her. But I feel like Joseph needs deserves to be in the game longer. I, no, I don't want to say deserves. No, no, I don't want to say deserves. But I think that, like, I'm with you in the sentiment where I'm. I, I want I'm a household. I want a household that if we're talking top four, yeah, no, I'm absolutely solid on Brittany, then Joseph, because I am here for a world where the top four is Taylor in a house with Turner, Michael, and Joseph. Yes! Can you imagine the feeds for these four? Yes, absolutely. And who would have thought we'd be saying this about Turner? Turner! Like, literally, the guy that I'm shitting on, I'm super, I'm not even going to deny, I am so fucking jealous, and I'm just like, god damn, I'm like five miles away from you. I'm not that jealous, but it's just like, ah, and I was definitely a little mad at first, because like, when he did his pre-Big Brother interviews, he's like, Cody, California, and I'm like, you picked him? No. Oh, super, but you know what he asked? You know what he asked Michael this morning? He's talking about he's he's like, dude, I'm gonna sound like I'm so stoned when I say this, but I had a dream last night that I was on Big Brother. And then and uh so Michael said, I had a big brother dream while I was in here. I had a dream that I got kicked out and I, like before I got to play Otev. And uh, Oh, I know what comments you're saying. Yes. And then Turner goes, Is Otev a veto or HOH comp? Not to mention, like, he recently said he doesn't like Otev. And I'm like, you... No, he said he doesn't like Zingbot. Oh, Zingbot. Yes, yes. Correct. Oh, my God. Mixing up the two iconic. (laughs) Mixing up the two iconic ones. To be honest, like, Zingbot is not everybody's cup of tea. I love Zingbot. It's, It's a staple for me. I love Zingbot even more when it was Kathy Griffin. But, Griffith, uh, but... You know, I love Zingbot. It, it is, it's one of those things. I just, I know it's cheesy. I know it's corny. They don't go nearly as hard on the jokes as they used to, but it is still fun to see. And it's a lot of fun to watch the house guests kind of like spiral over what their jo- their zings were afterward. Like I always oh, enjoy the feeds boy. afterward for the aftermath of the zings. Especially, I'm just saying, Nicole Franzel's in uh, All Stars 2 was the fucking tits. I literally But was Nicole's not... better or was Christine's better? Oh, I mean, I think they were both just as good, but <laughs> still it's just like, ha <laughs> whoa, <laughs> oof. Ugh. So anything else you want to touch on? I know we wanted to have a little discussion about one-on-ones. I know we kind of talked a little about about that but yeah that was a big that was pretty much it um so it the way it's looking and this is pretty smart um that michael is going to put up the the plan is is absolutely to backdoor daniel um Mm -hmm. they want him out of the house they don't want him in jury they don't want to have to live with that like it's it's just his behavior 
And what we haven't seen on the feeds, and I'm hoping they show us more of on Sunday of his spiral, is that we're finding out that it wasn't just Kyle that he went off on. He went off on Alyssa, too. And multiple people in the House of Comfort and like said that they were part of that or talked about it. So I'm hoping I get to see all of that. But so Daniel is the target. Kyle is kind of okay with it. But his hesitation was like, mm-hmm. dude, Daniel's got no one and I'm likable and I got friends in the house. And what if they see me as the tar- a bigger target and they flip on me? Whatever. I'll do it, dude. I'll do it. Like, I'll go. It's fine. But Everyone is really on board with Taylor staying off the block this week. And especially Joe. Joe is pushing that so far. Yeah, he's like, Good she's for him. Yeah. Like, but I mean, they they kind of all are. No one's really arguing with that right. at all. Um, and then, he's like, the, I do not want to see her on a block on the block for the fourth week in a row. And I'm like, or four out of five weeks. Yeah. Like, Perfect way to put I it. Because her. that's oh my God. I, I, I'm gonna say it for I think the fourth podcast in a row. How did we get blessed with him to be an alternate. I don't know. I don't know why the fuck they thought Marvin Achi was going to be a good player in this when we have Mr. Saint right here. Telling you. The last minute replacements are always, you know, like... I'm always going to stand. We got Claire. We got Joseph. Let's... I don't know. Um, So I I just know next season, if we get a last minute replacement, I'm going to be super high on them. Like... Oh. I I mean, like, it's like, what is it? Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Or like, it's like, once is something and two is a pattern and three is something or two is a coincidence. Three is a pattern. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know the fucking saying, but it's just... (laughs) Uh, like, so I promise it's there. It's just not there. But anyways. So the plan is currently that they're, he's going to put up the trio yes. of Monty, Terrence, and Joseph. And that way they're stacked in the veto comp. Um, if it's physical and Jasmine's not cleared to play, he didn't want to go that route with her. So that was how Turner and Jasmine got, you know, um, they're not up, you know, not on it. By the way, uh, just to confirm that uh, I just checked Big Brother Daily, uh, it actually has occurred that uh, Joseph, Monty, and Terrence are officially on the block. There you go. Okay. It always happens when we're recording. It always happens. Every time. It's like, ah, why now? So, (laughs) So they're on the block. Uh, Daniel is the backdoor plan. So that means Daniel and Kyle will see the block post-veto. I don't see a situation. um, Well, that's assuming they don't win the veto, just to be clear. (laughs) That would be a nightmare. No, it wouldn't. Because if Daniel and Kyle win the veto, Kyle can still, oh, he can't be nominated. No, no, but also Daniel, Daniel can use the veto on his own. Huh? Can't Daniel use the veto on his own and just be like, screw you, Kyle. I'm using, like, if you want, or not, or you know what I'm saying. I'm just. That's what I was saying. I was saying that, well, Kyle doesn't, (laughs) Kyle could use it and still take the noms down, but he can't be nominated. Okay. Yeah, I get it now. Because he can't... Kyle can use it against Daniel's wishes. However, because he's the veto holder, he can't be nominated. Right. So, there's that. But anyway, the backup plan is if that doesn't work out, that Terrence will be going home. Yeah, and it's been very clear. As a live feeder, I'm okay with this plan. I'm also kind of torn. Like, I kind of want Daniel to... I don't want Daniel to stay till jury. I definitely don't want that. I wish we had more time until jury. But Terrence is stressing me the hell out as yeah, a life leader. No, so with you. Every conversation he has, I'm like, what are you doing? Whose side are you on? What are you playing here? How does like, this benefit like, you? 
Like he literally is like having a conversation with Joe and Monty and shit about just like, I hate Nicole, Nicole this, Nicole that. Then Ghost and Nicole and I was like, I hate the other side. I'm like, please. The only reason I know where you are in the house is the DRs. I have, it's not, and we get no DRs from him. None. No, literally we get minimal. So the only thing we get is like, is this legit? Like when he was talking to Nicole about, just genuinely about like whether he was going to vote for her about like how the things were going to go. I was shitting my pants. Cause I'm like, Terrence, are you actually flipping? Cause he genuinely, he is we one don't of the know. serious floaters we've had in years. We and just I know a, since Nicole's eviction, he has told Daniel everything that Monty and Joseph have told him, which is bad. Honestly, he just, I, I hate that. I picked him as my favorite. Cause I'm always the one that's like, let's go for the fun. old I guy. I don't like, understand it. It doesn't seem strategic. If you're trying to play both sides of the house, play both sides of the house, but it's like, he's volunteering to shit talk. Like he starts the shit talking. You're not just like shit talking is gone from the house at this point, minus Daniel. I'm just saying like he'll walk up to Daniel and just start talking shit. Now it's different if Daniel's talking shit to you and you reciprocate because you want him to feel comfortable, like you're on the same page and he can just be open and honest with you. That's, that's a strategy. It's a dirty strategy, but it's a strategy. But no, Terrence just gets bored and he's just like, I'm going to go sit, tell this person I hate Taylor. And then I'm going to go tell Taylor that I hate that person. I just told her I hated Taylor. He was a willing participant in some of Nicole's, like, most horrible comments. And it's not even just, but it wasn't just that he listened, he participated. Yeah. So one that he listened to was the slut-shaming one where she was just like, like, flaunt your pussy around here, I don't care. There was one, though, and it was right after the fight that she had with Daniel, uh, between Taylor and Daniel, and... Nicole and Terrence were basically talking about like we're not here to be your parents we're not here to teach you how to be an adult and I'm like literally go fuck yourselves actually right off a cliff 10 times more of the adult that you guys are right now because she's not being the petty high school bitch talking about people behind their back over things that are absolute bullshit um can I go on the record by saying that during these one-on-ones this morning also um Taylor was talking to Michael congratulating him they were having this cute moment in the HOH room um, doing their like technical one-on-ones um, and she started asking about like his thought process and what he was thinking as far as Dom's like what he wanted to do and she said he was talking about Turner and Jasmine possibility and then he was talking like versus um, like you know, we want Daniel to go but like Turner and Jasmine but like who was going to play the um, the pawn and yes. Taylor said Word. Yeah, like, again, Jasmine might not be able to play in the veto, but also I really want her to be able to stay here in the house so that she can celebrate her dad's birthday here. Taylor is such a fucking beautiful person. And keep in mind, folks. I love her. Taylor knows every nasty thing that's come out of Jasmine's mouth at this point. Brittany has told her every nasty quote Joseph has told her everything Jasmine says negative about Taylor makes it back to Taylor. And she is still up in this room. God, I wish I was as good as her. I don't know. I just, she's such a good person. And I just know, I don't know anything anymore about exit interviews, but when Jasmine gets out of the house, (laughs) if she tries to say anything negative about Taylor, that's going to be the number one. That's, that's her version of, can I pray for her mom? Like straight up. That's straight up. Well, and it's a good, it's a little good, like, uh, she did that knowing Jasmine hates her and has been so nasty about her. 
it's it blows my mind like i say that and you've mentioned this multiple occasions it's just like how she can be this kind of person like and you and i like not to like toot our own horns we consider ourselves decent human beings and i just don't know i don't like i i genuinely like admire it's the fact so that genuine she has it's not that. performative like, it, is, it isn't and that's what like because i know i could do it in a performative way i'm not going to do it because of that because yeah. i'm like i'm not going to get looked at for just the way pretending. she said it the way she said it was just like no okay but yeah but we also want jasmine to be able to stay here like for her dad to, so that she's here for her right. dad's birthday which is something that jasmine said was one of her goals one of her short-term goals was to stay in the house to celebrate her dad who we know is a big brother fan her dad's birthday, which will be his first birthday since he's passed. She wants to stay in the house long enough to celebrate. And she, but even when Jasmine said it, it wasn't like a strategic, like, keep me here for this. No, no. It was a, it was a genuine, like, this would be nice if this could happen. Oh, it was definitely not like a passing comment, but it no. was in it, like, technically, like, just in passing where she was like, yeah, this is just like something I want. Let's move on. I think would know? be cool. And then, yeah. And then it was a moved on. But for Taylor to remember that and, for someone the who empathy, has, huh? <laughs> the empathy that she has. Oh my god, is insane. I love her so much. I want, and it's like I don't want to be her. I wish I could find that in myself. I like now. I am a good. Goodness, I thrive. I consider to myself now. a really a good person. I fight for. I have a you know I'm in a lot of advocacy groups. I you know I. I protest for people for rights and I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm very active and, and vocal and I stand up for people. So I feel like I have some like redeeming quality. I still don't feel like I would be worthy to know her. I, I'm with you on that because it's like, show me how you can have this level of understanding and empathy because it's why she's Miss Congeniality. It really is. And that's as much as I love Michael, that's why that comment still drives me a little nuts. Like I'm not angry at him about it, but it's why it like still rubs me a little the wrong way. Cause I'm like, you know, like she is though, because of this, mm-hmm. like, like people, like tons of people from the Miss USA pageants have come out and said like, no, there's a reason she won Miss Congeniality and we are watching it with our own eyes. There are going to be people who look at that Nicole speech and they're going to be like, Miss Congeniality, my ass. And I'm like, literally give it a rest. You are yeah. looking for a reason to demonize her at that point because she was in a position where she could say that to her bully. If you are not recognizing that, even as a casual, because they have made it clear to casual fans, whether it's, they have not shown everything. Yeah, no. They've made it clear that she has been ostracized. I just, you know, I don't want to like get too far on a Taylor tangent again, but nope. like, I do want the receipt like that. That was said this yeah. morning. It needs to be out there in the universe. I don't think people are talking about it enough. It's just yet yeah. another receipt, another example of the Taylor not deserving the treatment, the reputation, or the slander. You know, yep. and so Absolutely. that was that was pretty significant this morning for me. Um, in as far as Jasmine goes, Jasmine does. Indy and Jasmine seem to have calmed down quite a bit. I don't know. I don't think you're wrong. They have, but we'll see how that lasts. I think it's more that because they're in a situation. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, And they have no one. Let's move on to some questions. Uh, So this is how we tend to wrap up every segment. We're doing this a little differently this time where we're going to start segmenting everything out Mm -hmm. and we'll see how you guys feel. So this is going to be the last portion of this uh, episode. Um, so the questions that I have that we always post, uh, pose, not post, um, at the end. Um, so the first ones are from me. And then the second ones will be, um, 
things that fans have sent in to us. So I always ask the same two generic questions every single week. Who do you want to see go and who do you think will go? So I'll open that up to you or unless you want me to jump in with my thoughts first. I mean Daniel and Daniel. <laughs> I don't I don't Good. see I don't see another way this plays out. I don't. If either Only- T- Daniel's going or Terrence is going. And to be honest, like I don't want this to seem like it's going to be a boring steamroll. It's really no. not. But we got to no, take out the trash cans. Like, so I'm with you. <laughs> you can't have a party in your house until you do some house cleaning first. You know what I mean? And that's just what we're doing right now. And the feeds are still fun. And there's still – I am – Fully loving watching King Michael run around in his robe, and I'm loving every fucking minute of it. So it's not boring by any no. means. Um, there's still a lot of game talk to be happening. But in the meantime, Daniel's got to go. If he doesn't go for Bye-bye. whatever reason, I'm going to be disappointed. That means he made it to jury. But Terrence going is not that jury house is going to be horrible. That jury house will be fucking shit. Honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm holding out because I feel like he – um, I don't know a not harsh way of saying this. I don't know the Taylor way of saying this. I'll just say it the Sarah way. But I'm going to say it the <laughs> Sarah way. Daniel seems weak as fuck without Nicole. Like, yep. just a sad, sad man. He doesn't have somebody to support him and his negative comments. Like, oh my God. He's like that guy that you're not interested in that you hang out with or you see all the time and that keeps making self-deprecating comments trying to get you to compliment him and it just seems very needy do you know what i'm talking about you know which situation that's what this is giving that's what he's giving me and i just feel like if him and nicole aren't together in the jury house he is gonna make some pissy comments but he's like he doesn't have the backbone to do it I think the most backbone he had was because he was so fired up after Nicole's eviction. That's why he was like, better like, uh, remember you can't spend spend it. uh, He made that one comment, but the shake that was in his voice when he said it. I know. Oh, man. And then the rest of the shit talking he did, he did it by himself off to the side somewhere. So say it to anybody's face. Yes. So I don't know. He might not be that bad in jury, whatever. But... I would like to see, to answer your questions, Daniel needs to go home this week. I think Daniel is going to go home this week, but if he doesn't, it would be Terrence. Yes, I think so too. I don't really think that there's any other option. Um, I would be absolutely floored if Alyssa Indian Taylor hit the block because, not just because of what Joe has pitched, but because I think Michael's on board with it, where Michael's like, no, no, I don't really want to see Taylor go up right now either. No, Michael made it very clear. I think people need to remember that Taylor... And we just saw either on this episode or Wednesday's episode that Taylor, Michael, and Brittany have a final three. Yes. doesn't mean that it's sticking to the final three, but if they can take each other as far as they can get to that point, they're going to do it. Yeah. Taylor and Michael talked this morning and she flat out said, she was like, no, it's like, I've, I've paid my bill. Everybody else like needs to pay their dues. Well, and then to and that like, point, yeah. like Kyle is then throwing a temper tantrum about going on the block. And it's yeah. like, that that is where Twitter fans so rightfully got upset about because mm-hmm. it was in the same like context of his comments about like well here's the cookout 2.0 potentially and where people were like mm, this is not a great train of thought right <laughs> again we're still going to give him time to assess reassess change his mind if he doesn't we're going to totally call him out so don't worry but that literally happened within less than 24 hours ago so we don't want to go full-fledged into that 
uh, just yet. But so then Sarah has had a couple questions emailed her to her this week. Um, the first one is, who do you feel is playing the best game? You want to go first or you want me to? Yeah. So this question was sent to us by Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. Uh, Lucas is always in our lives, and I just wanted to give him a little shout out. Um, Love him. Because we adore him. Um, I feel like Michael and Joseph are playing the best games, and that is my unbiased opinion. Why do you have to take my, my thoughts? <laughs> because it's fact. <laughs> it is. It, I don't know if it's fact, but it's pretty damn close. Like argue i would like to hear somebody argue somebody else who's playing as close of a game as them and i really mean that like monty i guess is a little close i'm gonna be not honest quite there i'm i'm gonna be honest Alyssa's game i don't approve of it but it's not bad it's not the worst we've seen Alyssa has the, one of the Every, best in the everyone in the house likes her Yo, she has a showmance that she doesn't She's not, like, pissing off her alliance members, her girls that she's working with over it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. she says she's into that showmance, but... So, like, she is like, playing it. She's playing... Well, she's not going too hard, meaning she's saying, like, oh, I just want to make it to jury, which I hate that statement, but... I, under, I understand the um, the disarming effect it has when you're talking to other house guests. Totally. Um, and when you are feeling like you're in jeopardy that week, they can gain some sympathy for you. Like, oh, okay, well, if you're not trying to, like, win, I can help you get to jury. You're not a threat to me then. I understand the disarming effect. I don't, I don't agree with it, but I get the effect it can have on certain individuals. So I don't know. She could be very genuine in that thought. She has been saying that, you know, she just wants to be on other shows, but... Um, yeah, well, for I, I have to look at up. a non leftovers member. I she's the one, she's the one that out of the leftovers, I don't mind going last. The non leftovers, didn't she mention that she and Kyle had, or not she that and Kyle, didn't they both mention that they got cast for Love Island and turned it down? that they were in the running for Love Island and turned I it down. I did not hear that. I feel like, so I wasn't watching the feeds. Um, I was following because it was like two in the morning. My Kyle to go on Love Island. Oh, well, so I don't know if it was that they were cast, but I feel like they were in the running because like she mentioned it. But Just the, the thing fact is, I that think Kyle would even put first. in for Love Island blows my I mind. I don't, that, but so that's the kind of thing where I'm like, I don't know if I believe it. Do they allow like, virgins in? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. It's a genuine question. That was not a dig in any way, shape, or form. No, but I, but I feel like you have to have some kind of qualifications there. You know what I mean? I mean, you should, but I mean, they don't have qualifications on Big Brother or Survivor. I just, I just feel like there <laughs> should be. I just feel like there should be some kind of things on your resume to qualify you for Love Island. Requisites. Yeah, like, you must have had your first kiss. You must have gotten your dick wet. <laughs> like, and who was his reference going to be? The girl that he got kicked out of the church for holding her hand? Mom? Mom? <laughs> Has mom know. seen Love Island? Because I guarantee you she watched one episode of that. She'd be like, Cal, there's no way you're going. I was watching a movie at that point, too. I was, like, going to bed. I had put. I was. I watched the feeds for a little bit, too. And I was like, enough of the feeds. Nothing's really happening. That comment came up. And I'm like, the motherfucking... 20 minutes after I logged off. So, gonna be curious to see if 
back to the Kyle Alyssa thing, I'm going to be curious to see how this impacts the game long term. I Yeah, I'm curious to see how it affects the game. I think it's absolutely starting to take effect on his game. Um, unless he can get some DRs where the production's kind of giving him some pointed questions that might make him realize that. Do you think they're really going to do that? I think they like the show. They do like it. They absolutely do like it. But then um, they also they also want him to talk about whether or not he, which one he's more loyal to in the DR. So until maybe if he got some questions and it made him think about it some more, outside of that, um, I don't see this lasting outside of the house at all all right so my last question that we have without a restraining order whoop (laughs) that's a great addition all right so the last question i have before we wrap up for the day or the week rather is um do you have or not do you have do you think there will be any final twos or final threes that will start forming in the next week two weeks maybe three yeah so this was another question from lucas thank you lucas um he yeah so i we have a final three in taylor Brittany, michael um i i do think that uh i could god i can honestly see turner and taylor making a final two Oh, 100%. I don't even think that's... They have not solidified anything. They haven't said anything. But to be honest, I have a feeling that pretty soon Taylor's going to have a ton of final two requests. And I also think that Turner's thinking about it. I think you're right. I think that... um, I think Turner would genuinely want to sit next to Taylor at the end. Um, Not just because he would would win, but because I think he would want that for her. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that they're going to start realizing that. They're going to start realizing that the jury's going to be full of Indy and Alyssa and Daniel and or, you know, and, or Terrence. And, like, they're not going to vote why for Taylor. Kyle will not win this game. I'm huh? just saying all of these reasons is why Kyle will not win this game. Because no. if Alyssa has people like Indy, at least Jasmine and Indy, those that's already three votes in favor of Kyle. People yes. are not going to want to keep that. So he's already digging himself a hole just by being in the showmates. Cause it's like just doing this on its own is really putting you in a position for people to want you to get the fuck out. Especially if Alyssa doesn't go this week and ends up making jury. And he's getting all upset and everything about them, you know, wanting Alyssa and talking, you know, like, well, they want Alyssa because they want one of my numbers gone when they don't want Terrence to go because that's a number for Monty and blah, blah, blah. No, boo. Like they, they're, Alyssa's only on their radar because you spent all of last week trying to get her out of here. Yep. You did this. Yep. And he won't admit to that, which is kind of the frustrating thing where it's like, you reap what you sow, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> This is kind of what happens when you play Big Brother this way. <laughs> Honestly, though, like I am getting really uncomfortable with the boner hiding hoodies and the. the it's just it's. Mm, I'm I'm it's making me with feel the very. We got in the shower, <laughs> but I won't forget. I'm telling you that shower footage is so scarred in my mind. I'm just never. I'm not forgetting it, and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that wraps up this episode of Wicked Unscripted. <laughs> Tune in I was next week. my hair for Abigail just to remind her. She's like, mm, the <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week, guys. Uh, we will have discussions about week five of Big Brother, which is 
as you can tell, already getting very interesting. Um, if you want to ask a question to the show or even join as an analyst, please email wickedunscriptedpod at gmail.com for more. That is wickedunscriptedpod at gmail.com. We're always looking for fresh and diverse voices to join our conversation, especially with some of the topics that we likely have coming up. So we genuinely encourage anybody who is interested to join. And with that, we will see you next time. Good night.